This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. Today's episode, the topic of today's episode, is three topics that I've already covered in my original podcast, but I feel probably need to be repeated. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. I was listening to a video today, and um, it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know, whose video it was or whatever. But in the video, the person that was giving the video covered in, in the period of his video covered three points that I've already covered. But I wanted to throw in my two cents. Um. I just wanted to throw in my two cents. So, um, I'm going to try to take it point by point. The first point of the video was the, he was, he was calling, um, Basically, living a worldly life, liberalism. And that was the second thing I've already covered, is you have to know your audience. Now, the person in particular is a younger person, so... You know, and it's quite possible, too, that they meant... To make the distinction, but probably forgot. I'm just trying to be charitable. I'm, you know, I'm not into drama. But when he gave his video, he, like I said, he kept referring to, um, he kept referring to liberalism and telling people that, um, that if they led liberal lives, they were going to go to hell. Um, and I covered this in my original podcast where I've said that Sedvacantis commentators need to be precise with their verbiage. By the way, none of this is a criticism of the... Uh, of the person in the video. These are just my thoughts and observations. Last time I checked, we kind of had a First Amendment. I know you would never know it by today's standards, but we, you know, last time I checked, we still have a First Amendment. And actually, you know what? I'm wrong there. I'm absolutely wrong because <laughs> under the pre-Vatican II church, we don't have we don't have freedom of speech. Anyhow, um, 
I said we have to be precise in our verbiage. And on the theological endpoint, I talked about liberalism and conservatism, which is the Vatican II heresy, to describe those who are unorthodox and those who are orthodox. And I, the, the reason I gave that example is, see my earlier video on this platform, political terms have, they have nothing to do with pre-Vatican II Catholicism. They have no, um, they have no business being in the same breath with um, true Catholic belief. Now, for somebody who may be new, and this is your first episode, I'm going to give a brief explanation why. Political terms are basically worldly terms. They, they have no business being used because the duty of the, the, the true Catholic Church is to get souls to heaven. That's it. You know, um, this, this whole business of being involved with the political that's not what we're here for. That's not what we're here for. We're here not only to save ourselves, but to try to help other people get saved. That's our bottom line. And it just, it, I want to stress, it, just, it isn't just the priests, the monks, and the nuns. It's the lay people too. Whatever talents we have, we're to use them to advance Jesus Christ's saving mission here on earth. Whatever our talent may be, we're, you know, we're supposed to use it. Although, honestly speaking, I don't think that my talent lies in podcasting, but uh, I think this is where God wants me, so I'm just going to do the best I can and let Lord Jesus and His Blessed Mother do the rest. But, It's not liberalism that's going to get you to hell. Neither conservatism. And when I say liberalism and conservatism, liberalism is basically, in some Catholic circles, code for modernism. But as I already said, once the Masons started uh, infiltrating the, the Catholic Church in the 1700s, By default, I mean, it might have taken some time, but that, that was basically the start of modernism. I mean, you probably could go a little farther back to, to the Protestant revolt, but for the sake of this episode, I'll just say, once, once the Masons started infiltrating the Catholic Church, that's when modernism began. So... You know, you can call it what you like, liberalism, modernism, blah, 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 blah. But your, and, and that was another episode I covered, 
was that when you go to heaven, God isn't going to ask you, oh, were you a modernist? Oh, were you a liberal? Are you conservative? And by the way, because he's God, he already knows the answer. And this is strictly a hypothetical. Nobody knows until they actually die what happens. But he, he's, he's going to ask you. He's going to, well, what would you do to advance my kingdom here on earth? Did you fulfill your duties according to your station as best as you could? How much, in addition to loving me and my mother and the saints, did you love your fellow human beings, even those who have hurt and wronged you? And so, I believe, I'm not sure if it's on this platform or my original I basically say to be pious and devout is to no longer be modernist. But the reason that I'm We're saying... We're on a mission from God. Sorry about that, guys. Boomer technical issues. Um, the reason why I'm throwing in my two cents in this regard is... We're all, we're all modernists. Everybody from at least, at least the 1700s to now in one way or another has been a product of their uh, society and their culture. There's no getting around that. So, but the amount of the modernism in each individual person is going to depend on their piety and devotion. Now, St. Pius X, no one's going to accuse him of being an out-and-out modernist, but if any of you autistic set of contests out there get a hold of this um, and, and, and try to argue that, you know, that he, that he wasn't modernist, um, I'm going to point out to you, he was born in the mid, the mid 1800s. He was born in Italy, in like I said, the middle of the 1800s. I'm not sure if it was between. Oh, it doesn't matter. So he is a product. He is a product of Italian culture and society of the mid-1800s. Now, was he unorthodox in belief and practice? Well, I don't believe that Pope Pius XII would have made him a saint if he had been. Stands to reason, right? So as far as the modernism goes, as near as I can tell, the... The only way, or I'm sorry, the, the only conclusion that I can draw is he was just uh, modernist in the sense that he was born in modern era. Other than that, he was a devout and pious true Catholic. So, like I said, 
I, I believe it might have been my original podcast, I said to no longer be mo- uh, modernist is to practice your faith, to be pious and devout. And when you tag something liberalism, we have to understand that nowadays, nowadays, people have the, uh, most people, I'm sorry, I'm going to say most people have the attention span of a, uh, a fruit fly on crack. And um, if you are not deliberate in your verbiage, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, Mother Mary. And they also lack critical thinking skills. This is very important because if a person has a low attention span and they, they lack critical thinking skills, now I knew what this this uh, this uh, young man was getting at. That you know he he was saying, you know you need to be pious and devout. But he used the term liberalism, and what I'm saying is, if to somebody who has a short attention span and can't think critically, they might not make that distinction. That. He's talking about piety and devotion. And they may get it twisted and think, oh, well, if, if, if I'm not a filthy leftist, I'll get to heaven. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is what I'm, I'm talking about, the age difference. I've been around for over 50 years. Trust me, I've, I've had instances, not just online, but in real life, where I spoke clearly and concisely what I meant, and the person on the other end still either was unwilling to understand what I was telling them or literally could not understand me. So this is why I say that, you know, I call it verbiage, you know, your, your, uh, the way you express yourself counts. And once again, um, the politics of it all does not matter at the end of the day. Now, am I saying that we should be for the politics of the day that go against God's law? No, I'm not saying that. I repeat, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is if you're you're striving for closer union with Lord Jesus and his blessed mother, and, you know, you're being honest and sincere... You're going to get to a certain point where that crap ain't going to matter to you. The politics. And that's why I I always say, political terms, I'm going to say this to my last breath. Political terms have no business in Catholic theology. My, you know, as I never get tired of saying, I pick my words 
for the most part, very carefully. Mainly because, you know, in present era, people wait for you to make a verbal error and then they jump on you. And so when I say something, um, I pick my words with care and I mean them. So if you're talking about being pious and devout, say so. Be pious and devout. Because when we, like I said, when we use the, the political terminology of the day, once again, this is not a criticism, we are guilty of the very same things that we're preaching against. Conservative and liberal are modernist terms. That's why I use, honestly, the, the, those two terms used in a theological contents still make me want to put my fist through a wall. But I'm trying to, to, to learn patience and charity. But when you say these things, then what you're talking about becomes less, less about God and theology and more about political terminology, things of this world for lack of a better term. Things of this world, for lack of a better term. And, you know, part of the reason that we need to be precise in, in, in our terms, and, and not just precise, but um, as simple as, as we can make the terms understandable to people with uh, uh, lack of critical thinking skills and short attention spans. But um, piety and devotion at the end of the day, his, his point was right. If you don't want to be a modernist, you know, if you, if you don't want to be a worldling is what they called, I basically just used the term secular or um, um, <laughs> secular or... Uh, a modernist, then piety and devotion is the only way that you're going to set yourself apart from the crowd. And I really appreciated his point when he told his listeners, he said, you're supposed to stand out from the crowd. You're not supposed to blend in. That's something I've been hammering home since last summer. Or I'm sorry, since last November. He's absolutely right about that. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Mother Mary. Um, the reason why I'm hanging, uh, my last reason for doing what I'm doing is there are some people, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying everyone, that some people are going to purposely misunderstand you. Because one of the errors of modern society and culture today is... 
we um people only hear what they want to hear and it doesn't matter it could be online it could be in day-to-day society people only want to hear what they want to hear so you know if if we're not precise in our verbiage then if we use a political terms to describe a a uh, if we use political terms and other secular terms to describe a spiritual state and a spiritual attitude those people who literally don't you know they'll they'll purposely misunderstand i'm um, like i said i'm not saying everybody i'm saying there's some people that do this i've had experience with that now And just as an added note, that young man is doing the Lord's work. Because, as I said, my general dealings with Sedvacantis online have been negative overall. Not all the time, but negative overall. Now, I'm not blaming their priests and their prelates. I'm not. Because all they can do is preach the message. It's up to the person in question to, uh, to practice it. And anybody who visits catholicmedia.com where the sermons are at, they're doing their job. Or at least the priests and the prelates on that channel are doing their job. Now, I can't speak for the other said, well, I'll speak for my organization. My priest is doing his job. I know my bishop is doing his job. So, I'm just going to bottom line it. When I run into a literal a-hole online, then my, my first impression is, is that they're not serious about their faith. They're not serious about their faith. And I'll tell you why. Because if they were serious about their faith and they said something regrettable because they were having a bad day or whatever, then they would come back later and say, hey, I apologize. I was being an a-hole. I'm sorry. I've yet... I have yet... Well, I've been, I ain't gonna lie. After my last go round on Twitter, I'm not touching social media with a 10 foot pole. I have my Tumblr and I have my Pinterest, but those are basically for posting resources. Well, in the case of Pinterest, showing the worldlings what they're missing. And in the case of uh, Tumblr, it's just to put up resources. But when I run into these people, that's my first impression. And once again, I'm not, I'm not forming a judgment about their, their, their character or their spiritual state. Oh, cold. I, I, I want to emphasize this. Cold. In other words, just looking 
Um, just seeing their profile picture. Oh, that guy's an a-hole. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm going off of how they're acting online. And for my newer viewers or listeners, I should say, I've been, I've been swimming in social media waters since 2003. So I have plenty of experience with, with people online who are worldlings and how they act. And like I said, I can show those guys um, charity and understanding, even the Vatican II and Protestant sect members, because they don't, they literally are in ignorance. Now, if they get, you know, arrogant and stuff and, and they start throwing out names, then I tend to, you know, I, I tend to want to, you know, give a little pushback. But if they're literally ignorant, how are you going to get mad at somebody who's ignorant? They literally don't know what they're doing. But it really, it really saddens me. It, um, I don't know what the word I want to use is. So I'm just going to say that it bothers me when I see said Vacantis. Set of a contest online acting no better than the heathen. And while we're at this, priests and prelates are the ambassadors of, of God. But guess what? So are we, laymen. Okay? We are, we are, uh, I, I've got a quote that I just recently put up. I think it was on my Pinterest of St. Francis of Assisi. And once again, I don't know if he actually said this, but regardless, the quote is dead on. It's, it, it said, he said, we may be the only sermon that a non-believer gets that day. Now, for the people that may be a little uh, confused by that, what he's basically saying is, is our example that we give. In other words, living your faith with sincerity and devotion is maybe the only, the only sermon that the secularites are going to get in a day. And, and, and having been a pagan hedonist, I, I guarantee you that that is true. How you act reflects on how other people react. And I'm talking about a set of contests here to us. So you have no excuse. You know, um, you could say, well, I didn't know if, if you're, if you're attending, you know, let, let's just say you have mass once a week, you're blessed enough to get that. Given what I've seen 
on videotape of the sermons that I've heard and the sermons I receive from my own priest who really is a gift from God. I, I love the man dearly. If you're, how can you, how could you even claim that you, you know, if you're, if you're doing spiritual readings and you're at least doing morning and night prayers, how can you claim that you don't know your example influences how people think about Sedvacantis? How? How? But, um, now, along these lines, the public disputes, and once again, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I try to keep it impersonal, so, I, you know, but when, uh, when Catholic prelates put on, you know, on YouTube response videos to an unfair or false accusation about Sedevacantism. Because honestly, you know, the, the, the organization, well, it's, it's especially bad if you're doing it about another, a fellow set of contest, but it just sets a bad example if you're responding to a literal heretic. The, the, the person in question was from a uh, bishop from the St. Pius X Society. Every set of contest worth their salt knows that those guys are what I call the uh, neo-trads. They're not traditional in the Catholic sense of the term. If they were, they would denounce Vatican II and become said vacantes. Now, in fairness, this, this video is over six months old, but in my mind, see... I said in my original podcast when I, I guess it was Will Smith smacked Chris Rock at the Oscars. I said, why do I care? And literally, why do I care? I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's like two of my coworkers smacking each other. It's none of my business. Now, I'll try to, you know say, you know, be a peacemaker, but if those guys want to go at it, that's on them. But we shouldn't be responding to heretics. Um, you know, the St. Pius X Society, the priestly fraternity of St. Peter, those are heretics because they recognize the Vatican II Council. Once again, I'm unsure if St. Augustine really said this, but there's a quote, another quote that I put on my Pinterest where uh, St. Augustine said, the truth is like a lion. It does not need defending. And 
honestly, I can, I, I understand, I really do, the natural instinct to defend ourselves against, let's be honest, false, false accusations and smears. False accusations and smears. I understand that. But for me, for my aspect, um, I, I just don't think it's seemly for high-ranking clergy to get involved in that kind of thing. Because... You know, like I said, every and and I do understand that a lot of St. Pius X people are basically uh, Vatican II types, um, and you know the people who consider themselves ratrats, and I put that in inverted commas. You know, um. But the way I look at it is, and this is just with my own dealings with these people online, the ones who are going to be inclined to listen to that particular bishop from the St. Pius X Society are going to listen, they're going to applaud him, they're going to say, right on, brother. And the ones who are a little more thoughtful may, with the Lord's help, Say, well, why, why is uh, Bishop so-and-so doing this? Why is he doing this? And may look into it. And by the way, given the fact that a lot of set of contests online are practically amateur theologians, um, anything that that heretical bishop said that got to his followers who spread it on so I'm I, I'm pretty sure given my own interactions with fellow set of contests online they've already dealt with that particular situation at least among the lay people but I just like I said as far as heretical hierarchy goes, um, they're in their heresy for a reason. And, um, you know, trying, trying to admonish them about their error, um, honestly speaking, if, if they were trying to lead pious and holy lives, they wouldn't be using smear tactics and false accusations. But that's just my opinion. That's my observation. You take it for what it's worth. There was one other thing. One other thing. Let me check. Well, 
Uh, apparently, I had three points I wanted to cover, and I can't off the top of my head remember the third topic. So maybe this will be a good place to end if I remember the third topic that I want to hit. Mother Mary and Lord Jesus will help me out, and I can cover it in a later episode. So, sorry guys, I want to thank you for giving me 35 minutes of your time. I really do appreciate it. And it doesn't matter, as I always say, I don't care if you agree with me or not. If you listen to this whole thing, I want to thank you for listening. Um, I do care about everyone, and uh, I pray for everyone. Now, you have to understand, when I say care, I'm not saying it in the empty, worldly, you know, I want to feed all the people, I want to give them all a hug. No. When I say I care, I care about their eternal salvation. And I pray that they will come to the truth. And honestly speaking, I would rather see starving people go to heaven than well-fed people go to hell. Because our life on earth is temporary. Eternity's forever. But I've already covered that. But, um, it's... I probably don't say this often enough. It is your choice. You literally have a choice on where you end up. And if you don't think that that's important or it's irrelevant, I'm praying that you will come to the realization just how important it is. So, um... Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and patience. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye.